Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. To another book that I know is going to get reaction. This is the the Wexford Bible, the history of Wexford GA. It's with pleasure I talk to historian, writer, and sports enthusiast Dominic Williams. Good morning to Dominic. How are you? Good morning, Alan. Very well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure, and congratulations. This book, you'd nearly need somebody strong and big to carry it with you. It is so heavy. It's a wonderful, wonderful uh, analysis and history of our county. For example, Nicky Rackard, 7-7 against Antrim in the 1954 All-Ireland Hurling semi-final. Does that still stand, Nicky, as the, the biggest individual scoring feat of all time? That still stands as the highest championship scorer of all time. Um, in, a, in a championship match. What, what some people don't realise on that occasion was that was Antrim's actually second team. They actually put their first team out that year in the junior championship. Right. And Nicky got 7-7. Go, go back to the very start then. Where, where, whereabouts in Wexford GA history does the book start, Dominic? It starts in the very first county final in 1887. And who can you remember who played then? <laughs> None of us were around then. Who played well, in that final? Well, well, over the water clubs would have been involved because hurling was very strong uh, in that area at that time, and clubs represented the county in the earlier years as well. Yeah, and is it focused mainly on hurling, or is it hurling and football that you look at? Oh, it's hurling and football. I would be, I would be more of a football man than a hurling man, but whatever. No, they're both looked at, and I also have the. Camogie and ladies football records as well. Billy Dodd is a regular contributor to South East Radio and to the uh, the people newspaper as well. A writer, an accomplished footballer, uh, a huge fan of his beloved Sarsfield. You even have a stat about Billy in the book. Tell us about him. He made uh, senior football championship appearances for the county between 89 and 95. Uh, But tell us about him. Well, uh, Billy was a very, very um, classy, skillful corner forward. But unfortunately, his appearances uh, coincided with a with an era where the county did not do very well. And as I said in the, in the little stat there, he was um, he was top he was Jonathan top scorer on I think eight occasions, and he never once featured on the winning side. Right, I'll remind him of that the next time I'm talking to him. But uh, a classy corner forward, Billy Dodd. He was a very very skillful player. Sean O'Kennedy, the only Wexford native to hold All-Ireland Senior Hurling and Football Medals. Tell me about him. Sean O'Kennedy was probably, I have a, a piece in the book about Sean O'Kennedy. He was probably the all-time great in the history of Wexford GA. I mean, he was a hurler, footballer, mentor, trainer. He, in, in, in one year, 1915, apart from playing for Wexford and training the county teams, he was also county chairman, county secretary, and county treasurer in the same the same year. Wow! Uh, and as I said, we're just taking little snippets from the book. We you have some interesting information about Barrett's Park, which is now O'Kennedy Park. Share that with us, please, Dominic. Yeah, Barrett's Park was presented to the people of New Ross by by a Michael Hanlon, not a very very well known man, but. Um, it, it remained Barris Park up to the early 50s, and there was a match then, league match between the Kenny and Wexford, and they had a, a ceremony, and they renamed the park O'Kendi Park in, in honour of Sean O'Kendi, and the last man, of course.
Yeah. And uh, that's it's it's still Kennedy Park. Still Kennedy Park. More interesting snippets. Uh, talking about uh, players who played for for different counties, Jerry O'Malley instantly comes to mind. Who was he? Jerry O'Malley was an a Roscommon icon. He was an outstanding footballer, um, uh, Roscommon man. But he came to work briefly in Wexford, I think in the in the in the sixties, and he actually turned out for Wexford, I think, on one or two occasions. Yeah, sorry, sorry. It was actually in fifty-one. It was in fifty-one, and then 51. you look at you, you look at streaks and winning and losing streaks. You have come up with a, a humdinger of a one. Uh, the Wexford hurling team lost to Limerick in the nineteen eighteen hurling final, and then what happened to them? They were relegated to junior. They were hammered in the in the nineteen eighteen final. Now football, as you can appreciate, was top game in the county at that time. The county had won six Leinster titles in a row, four All-Ireland finals in a row. So it's hard to imagine that the football impact did not uh, impact on uh, on hurling at that time. So, But basically, basically we're, a, we're a football county, and football ruled, ruled during during those, those, those decades. Yeah. So it, it, but, 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 but the early 20s was really a, a bad time for intercounty for senior intercounty hurling. They apparently lost 16 first round championship matches between 1919 and, and 1938 the Wexford Hurlers. 16? That's correct. Wow. That's correct. That's correct. And they were, they were beaten by teams like Offaly and Leash and Mead and you know counties you would not consider hurling strongholds. Talk to me a little bit about Mike Cummins from Ballymurn. He's an interesting guy. Who was he? And Mike Cummins was one of the earlier icons. He had a, an extended career. He did hurling and football for Wexford. He represented uh, the county at Leinster level in hurling and football as well. But he was a very fit, uh, athletic man, and uh, he was he was he was he was one of the real icons during the, the early part of the century. Now, if he was in Ballymurn, there's a guy called Richie Brown in Crossabeg Screen who has another very interesting record. There's a gap of 14 years involved here. What happened? Well, it just happened that he had an extended career. Uh, I mean, he he featured on the county team for 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 two two um, two occasions and two, two winning occasions. And it just happened. I mean, he may have got injured or he may have been ill or whatever. But um, there's a long gap between the two appearances. Yeah, look, you're on about football. This is really interesting as well. In between 1980 and 1988, the Wexford ladies minor, minor footballers won eight provincial titles in a row. That's a stat, that's right. right? Yeah, that's an amazing stat. Fantastic stat. Well, Wexford were probably one of the first counties to get organised in ladies football at intra-county level. And uh, they stole a march, as it were, on many, many of the other counties. Uh, Seamus Keevans was involved in the earlier stages of of the formation of the Ladies Football Board. So later on, of course, the other counties kind of caught up with him, and it, it became more difficult to 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 win matches. You know. Yeah, uh, we're in COVID times, but in 1918 again, it just shows the detail and the depth you've put into this book. There was a thing called the Black Flu, and it it affected the Wexford team. They were due to play Loudon and Leinster final. Tell me about that, please, Dominic. Well, what happened was that the Black Flu was was prevalent over quite a bit of Leinster, but more so in County Wexford, and um, the Leinster final 
uh, had to be postponed. Wexford were unable to, uh, to feed the team. So the Leinster Council nominated Wexford as Leinster representatives. And they went up and won the semi-final um, against Northern Opposition. Um, they subsequently d- defeated Loud in the final, which was late, played later on in the year. <laughs> Don't ask me how it would have happened had Loud defeated Wexford yeah. after that won the All-Ireland, but that's the way it was. I mean, the, the book is so, and in this short time frame, we can only cover a little bit of it just to whet people's appetites, but it covers all the decades right up to the present, doesn't it? And you even have a team of uh, the century, is it? Or, or, this particular hurling no, team? No, I've, yeah? I've, 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 I've a team which covers the last 50 years in hurling and senior hurling and football, yes. from 1970 to the present day, excluding players who are still playing. Excluding players who are still playing. But the record attendance does feature the Wexford Senior Hurlers. When was this in Croke Park, the record attendance, the highest attendance of all time? That's in the Cork final in 1954. The attendance was, I think, 83,000. And that still stands. Yeah. early day. Well, I, I'm going to quote exactly what you gave me. 84,856 were at the Cork Wexford Decider in 1954. I mean, now the stadium holds over 82,000 people, doesn't it? But it was Wexford versus Cork. An incredible statistic, isn't it, Tom? Or Dominic, I should say. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. But Wexford were a huge draw in the early 50s. I mean, they were, they were everybody's favourite team outside of the top three, Cork, Tipperary and Tikenny. Yeah. But they were, and they were also a very, very sporting team and they had a lot of very big, strong players that, that really captured the imagination of the country during those years. But going back to what you said about us being a predominantly football county down through the decades, I mean, I well remember the, the great Willie Goodison, who I'm sure you remember as well, and, and people yeah. like him. Uh, just how, how strong were we at Gaelic football in that period? Uh, well... We won six in a row, Leinster Leinster Titus, in the, from from uh, from thirteen to eighteen. But we also were strong in the twenties, thirties, and even in the forties. We we qualified for three Leinster titles in the twenties. We were in three Leinster finals in the thirties. We were in two Leinster finals in the forties. And it was only when the magnificent records and the others arrived in the fifties and sixties that football took a back seat. You, you talk about hurling has evolved and changed. What do you mean by that, uh, Dominic? Well, the game, the game these days has completely changed. I mean, um, the old-fashioned ground hurling, you know, the overhead striking, the hip-to-hip exchanges, um, the doubling on the ball, that's, that's gone now. It's, it's a possession game now. I mean, if you double on the ball now, or his is first time, you know, he'll probably be taken off. So the whole the whole culture of the game has changed. And also, of course, um, the present day as well, there's, there's, it's too easy to score. I mean, there's between 20 and 30 points for most of the big games now. It's just too easy to score. And that arises from the equipment. I mean, you have a, you have a light plastic schlitter now. You have better pitches. You have, you have lighter hurries. So it's more, and players are also fitter, a lot, lot fitter now than they were in the olden days. Look, it's a, it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Mary has just asked me to ask you: Do you remember a team called the Palace Parnells? I never heard of them. Did you ever hear of them, Dominic? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I take it as Palace and Clonroe, is it? 
I don't know. Mary will have to give me some more information because it's a bit before my time, Mary, but uh, maybe somebody out there does remember. Yeah? No, I have not come across that thing, no. Dominic, stay well. Wish you the very best of luck with the book. It's the Wexford Bible. We have a little question. If the listeners were tuned in, who was the Wexford legend that scored uh, seven goals and seven points? Don't mention him now. Um, in the game against Antrim, what was the year? What was the year? Just remind us, please. 1954. Who was the Wexford hurling legend that scored seven goals and seven points in the All Ireland semi final against Antrim in 1954? If you could answer, if you were listening to us, you'll get the answer to the question. But above all, go out and buy the book. Well done, Dominic. Keep in touch. Thanks for talking to me. Thank you very much, Alan. Pleasure. The Thank Wexford you. Bible from Pleasure. Dominic Williams. You can text us on 087-3737-956. Who was the Wexford legend who scored 7-7 against Antrim in 1954? Text us now. We have two copies of the book to give away. And if you're a GA enthusiast, you'll absolutely love Southeast it. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.